A mom has to be a household family engineer and figuring out all those things that she needs to do and balance and put together. We want to talk about that today, some thoughts on how to find the balance as far as time management is concerned. You're listening to Parenting Today with Dr. Bob Barnes from Sheridan House Family Ministries. I'm your host, Ruthie J, and this week we have a special guest, Dr. Bob's wife, Rosemary Barnes. And it's a privilege to have an experienced and amazing mom that we've all heard so many stories of, and now we hear your voice, too. Well, it's just great to be here with you. It is actually very, very fun to hear her children. Roby, the pastor, introduce his mom to the congregation and make statements like greatest mom, and Tori introducing her mom at a pastor's wife's conference this weekend and saying the very same thing. It is true. Best mom I've ever known, and a mom who, by the way, led me to Christ back when I was 20 years old. And so it is neat to have somebody in here who is an expert at being a mom, although I know you hate that oh, word. Oh, my goodness. Yes. <laughs> well, you hear all those articles about how much a mom is worth for all the things that they oh, do. So yes, yes. if we were to put a price tag oh, on boy. Rosemary of her leading you to Christ, you leading oh. other ministries and all oh, that, well, thank uh, you. it would be a lot. I did hear Stephanopoulos say before Mother's Day on national news that they estimated the bare minimum it would cost to replace mom is $62,000 a year, which was very I think cool. it's double that. I think well, so, he, too. He, I'm sure he's Greek, <laughs> taking care of his mom, he stepped up on that and basically right. said, no way, it's got to be a lot more yeah. than that. Priceless. Fa- Minimum yeah. wage for yeah. everything. Yes, <laughs> yes. Horrible, horrible. We want to talk today about the unrealistic expectations, perhaps, and finding the balance and time management and priorities, and no one taught me to be a mom. I think it was a little easier in some respects in the past. Now, currently, we have all these tools that are amazing. You know, mm-hmm. these little monitors you set up, you can hear the child breathing in the mm-hmm. other room that they didn't have in the past. Of course, they probably didn't have separate bedrooms in the past. They were all in the same big one-room house. But mom strapped the baby to her back and went out and milked the cows or whatever. Mm-hmm. And I think there was another thing built in in the past. I think the oldest female child helped raise the younger children so that when she got pregnant and got married and pregnant, she was ready. She'd already raised. She did everything, mm-hmm. you know, but nursed the children. She did mm-hmm. everything else other than that. And so she was ready where today's mom is kind of having to figure it out Mm -hmm. and find this balance and find not exhaustion and find fulfillment and the fact that it is harder than she dreamed. Mm -hmm. And I think there's another thing because of our exposure with the media and everything. I think we have such an unrealistic look at what life is really all about. And I think that we, you know, see some of these beautiful homes and sitcoms and, and TV programs or even maybe friends that don't have children. And you look at everything in order, not a, a drop of dust around. And you think, my house is bedlam. I can't believe it. And it's just overwhelming, I think, to a mom when we compare ourselves to other situations. And I think it's very important to keep the blinders on and do the best job that you can do of balance of time management in your own home, in your situation, because no two families are alike. Mm -hmm. And I think that's very, very key not to compare. Right. And it comes down to who you're pleasing. I mean, if you're going to please everybody around you when they come to your house, you are apologizing the entire time. Exactly. You have to almost say, okay, maybe say I'm sorry once. You know, I'm sorry you have to step over toys to get to the kitchen, but... This is um, my life right now. (laughs) Exactly. Welcome to my life, and I'm glad you're here to see it. Right. Exactly. Wow. So you've got to... A mom really has to decide who's speaking into her head, whether they're exactly. there or not. If my mother-in-law came over right now, I can't believe the condition of this house. Mm-hmm. If my mom came over right now, if my big sister came over right now. What's the sitcom, Everybody Loves Raymond? The yeah. mother-in-law who comes and just criticizes yeah. her daughter-in-law for everything because exactly. she can't live up to the expectations. Exactly. And she lives 
under that, and many moms do live under yes. that too. Yeah, and I, I think I, I hate that show um, because of that. <laughs> I, I think it's hilarious because it's so realistic. Well, everybody <laughs> likes that show, but me, and everybody loves Raymond. But anyway, I think one of the things you get is Marie, the mom. Mm-hmm. You realize the dysfunction of her kids, how bad her home must have been, right. and yeah, and how bad her marriage is, and yet her deflecting and causing her daughter-in-law a nightmare. But I think mm-hmm. that you're probably right. That is a little bit in all of us, who you're playing the game for rather than playing the game for God. And it's mm-hmm. very hard to help a mom get there. You're mm-hmm. playing the game for God. You are unique. Your situation is unique. This child is unique. And do the best you can. Mm-hmm. Don't look to other people for a report card. And like we talked about just a moment ago, we tend to look at other people. I remember very distinctly when I had two small, small toddlers. And my personality and my temperament is not by nature organized. And I have had a friend who was extremely organized. And every time I would go into her home, I would be crushed every time I left because it seemed so orderly and her children were not dirty and everything was in place and dinner was brewing and everything seemed mm-hmm. on the surface going well. And I would go home and my house was disorganized and this and that and the other thing. And I would be crushed by that. Mm -hmm. And I had to learn my life is different from hers. My temperaments are different. My children are different. And to put the blinders on and only see my situation and do the best I can Mm -hmm. in mine. And be okay. And be okay with with even how your situation is. If you didn't compare, even still be happy because we put our expectations so high too. Exactly. You know, Mm -hmm. I want my home more organized, but I'm not like that, but I wish I was, even if I didn't compare with others. I'm a disappointment to myself sometimes when it's sort of, come on, I mean... I can do better than this. Right. Yes. And here's a reality. Your home was never disheveled. I lived in that home. You know, your home was never disheveled. (laughs) Yes, there was Tupperware because there were children there. Yes, there were some children's toys. And yes, there were Nerf arrows all over the place, which was my fault because we had Nerf wars. (laughs) But your home was never disheveled. Your children were never dirty. But in your head, because you grew up in a missionary home or a pastor's home Mm -hmm. or performance, 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 Mm -hmm. and it's so in your head to perform because of your mom in your head. Mm -hmm. My mom saw this. And yet, it was never like that. But you saw it worse than it was because you were shooting for the unrealistic goal of perfection, Mm -hmm. house beautiful. And sometimes you've got to back up and say, you know, that's just not the goal and keep telling yourself that. And then you had to educate me and you literally said to me, could you just walk in the house and not judge me? And I said to you, I didn't say anything. And she said, your face and the way you looked around and you look around at all the things all over here. And I could see it in your face an instant like, what did you do with your day? I raised two children. And when we actually sat on the porch that night and we each had a cup of coffee and the children were playing with Legos or sitting on the other side of the sliding glass door. So they were four feet from us, but they were not there to hear us. And you said, I feel when you come in the house sometimes like you judge me. And I remember saying, I don't judge you. Why do you say that? And you said, well, your face. And I said, okay, I guess I do. I guess I do. And I guess I don't get it. And having that discussion and you just letting me know, it would be just a blessing if you came in and looked at me, not the house. Mm -hmm. Look at me, not the house. Mm -hmm. And it would be a blessing if you came in and weren't scooping things up (laughs) as you came in Mm -hmm. and putting them in the toy chest as if I can't come in this house when it looks like this, it gives me a body rash. And I think subconsciously or not, I was coming in judging and I didn't mean to come in judging. And where I work, I'm in control. Mm-hmm. And where I work, I have my little space, and I am in control of that little space. And coming home with children, you have no control. Mm-hmm. And Bob, I, and you said this to me. You said this to me once, too. It was great. 
I don't want to be your employee. I want to be your partner. Mm -hmm. And that was just helpful, having those discussions and realizing, you know, I need to be very careful as a husband because I am definitely destroying our sex life if I keep coming in judging like that. And I'm hurting the one I love the most. But you had to, you're not a confronter. Mm -hmm. I'm the barbarian. You're the pleaser. And you had to decide these statements have to be made. And these are good statements and worthy statements because I don't think you realize how judgmental your face is when you come in the house at night, Bob. Yeah, I was just going to say, those are hard conversations to have, yes. and much less if, if your marriage is, you know, just not the best situation because the kids have sucked the life out of everything. Right. And then you have to have these hard conversations mm-hmm. like, okay, there's nothing left to me right. by the end of the night. Mm-hmm. How do you start even communicating that so that it doesn't hurt the marriage even more? You know, mm-hmm. you're already on the rocks. I mean, both of you are, can't even believe that this one child has rocked your whole world, mm-hmm. and now you, mom, have to also cry for help from mm-hmm. your husband, or at least just please try to understand what yeah. my life is like mm-hmm. instead of even demanding that I give you more when the lights turn out, you mm-hmm. know? Right. Oh, it's very good. Yeah, yeah. I, I think we could probably do a whole day on that of how to <laughs> communicate it, but I think how you say it and when you say it is so incredibly pivotal. I think when he's first coming in and you're feeling overwhelmed and everything and to just pounce on him or when he makes that look to pounce on him. When you say pounce, could you explain it? I, mean, I, I like <laughs> that word pounce, pounce and, and don't hold back. If you want to pounce, pounce. <laughs> but anyway, to just wait for good timing. Wait for when things are finally quiet, when the children are put down and to put it in a way that's not accusatory. You know, there's something I'd really like to talk to you about. I think we need to discuss this together as... See, for some people, that would already raise, that get defenses up. I mean, then you'd have to be really working on your relationship. I just know that even phrases like that, can I talk to you about something? What? What? Yeah, right. You know? And if that is the situation, figuring out what is the best way to get through to this person. How can I communicate this without having him instantly, you know respond in a negative way or to receive it in a negative way, but knowing how to do it successfully. I'm going to actually spend a whole week on that, on how to take two very different people and get them to communicate. But just in a nutshell, you didn't do that ever the minute I walked in the door. Even though my face came in guns a-blazing, you didn't, you didn't do that. And often it would be times when the children are in bed and we'd be sitting back out on that little porch and you would say, you know, I know you think it's your turn, but the way the system is working, I have no romance in me left. Mm-hmm. If you could come in and give me some time, give me a break. Bob, I don't even get a lunch hour. Mm-hmm. If you could give me a break where I could just even get a bath, get a shower while you got the kids. I mean, get a bath, get a nap, even a 20-minute nap Mm -hmm. while I'm rejuvenating and help. And you could help. I could just get a little relief and get my mind back in gear. That helped immensely. Not only did you say it didn't, it's not working the way we're doing it, but you gave me a task that I then could choose to do or not to do. Mm -hmm. And and I remember thinking initially when we were having these conversations, I don't think, Rosemary, you have any idea how hard I work. You know, I leave the house at 6 in the morning. I'm doing this, this, this on this. And uh, it it was very helpful to have to do some of these things and realize, yeah, but I have time alone in the car. I have time alone at my office. There's nobody. And you have a secretary. Okay, don't 
push it too far now. Just don't hold off. A yeah, I think all the women are. Oh, please. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> you yeah. don't even know. Yeah. That's that's right. That, what yeah. you just said is exactly and, right. And all the moms <laughs> feeling they want to yeah. communicate yeah. that, but they know that their husband is not going to understand fully what yeah. they go through. And they, that's why they have to keep communicating mm-hmm. and keep communicating and keep communicating. I want to say something it. else too here. We've kind of touched on it a little bit, but I think part of the balance, and you said something about it too. Ruthie, is that we have got to carve out time for ourselves. Now, that sounds very self-centered and very self-serving, but I think there has to be time in our day or at least uh, every couple of days where we do something that's going to rejuvenate ourselves. And find something because you might have lost Exactly. I have had people ask me, what do you do for fun? I'm going, huh, let me see. Fun. What what do I, what do I enjoy doing? Well, remember fun? Remember fun? And having to decide. And I did finally decide one of the things I love to do is read. Mm-hmm. And so practically, how can I carve out, even if it's 20 minutes or half an hour, where I can read? Is it going to be the first, as soon as it gets quiet at nap time or when they first go to bed at night or sometime during my day, I've got to have time to rejuvenate me. Mm-hmm. And the best thing is if dad could could help out. But if that's not available, maybe trade with a friend mm-hmm. and take a morning and your, your temptation is to go home and clean, clean, clean and all that. But oh. no, use that time for me to rejuvenate me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's it's mandatory because mm-hmm. all of a sudden you've lost you. Mm-hmm. And when you lose you, you, you lose you as a person, then you lose you as a woman. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, wow, where, where am I? Where did I go? And in? who am I? And what, what do I feel? And what's my relationship with the Lord like? Yeah, and all I, those I think things. there's people listening right now thinking, ladies listening, I hear what you're saying. I have no idea how to do that. You've just got to find your way to yeah. do that. And if there is a way to help or there's a mother-in-law or somebody to help or the husband to help. And as you engaged me in parenting and you helped engage me in the parenting of these teeny babies and children, all of a sudden I began to love that part. And you engaged me with my children where initially I thought I will catch up to these children when they're three and four and five, when I know what to do with them. I'm not terrified of them. (laughs) And, And you engaged me and you drew me in. And then our relationship improved because you had some rest or you'd go sit in a bathtub with a book Mm -hmm. and just take a break to be a woman again. Uh, It was very, very valuable. But whether you think you can or not, you've got to find a way to find that time to be a person and a woman. You're listening to Parenting Today with Dr. Bob and Rosemary Barnes this week. I'm your host, Ruth E.J. We're talking more about this topic of mothering being difficult, and there's so many aspects. So we'll continue the conversation tomorrow, and hope you can join us for that. If you want to find more resources, books, that you can read on your time off, you can find them online at shfm.org. They'll help you with parenting, even your marriage as well. That's short for Sheridan House Family Ministries, shfm.org. And to hear this program again, link to it, share it, or sign up for the daily email blog you get in your email box, go online to parentingtoday.org. That's parentingtoday.org. And we hope you'll join us tomorrow for more on this topic of mothering being difficult, but a possible and a, a very privileged task to do here on Parenting Today. <laughs>